0: Today on Abounding Grace, we're discovering how God uses us in very special ways. This is amazing grace. So a big decision needs to be made or you're faced with a critical issue and you don't know what to do. Ever been there? Sure, we all have. And it's at such times the Lord often gives His children a word of wisdom to help guide us to where He wants us to be. Today on Abounding Grace, Pastor Ed Taylor will give attention to this wonderful manifestation of the Spirit. It's part of our series in 1 Corinthians.
1: The next few weeks are going to be unbelievable as the Lord begins to open up how he operates in your life, how he uses you, how he wants to use you. It's not just, okay, guys, God wants to use you. This section of scripture, he's going to show you how and explain to you what it looks like to see the manifestations of the spirit come of those spiritual power tools. Like any tool, you use one for one thing and another for something else. And sometimes you can use the same tool for a couple of different things. But then when you're done with the tool, you put it back. And you use it when you need it. So the first one, if you're taking notes now. The word of wisdom. This manifestation of the spirit, the word of wisdom. This is not just an acquired knowledge. You and I, we don't have the word of wisdom because we spend eight hours a day in the library. ...or on the internet researching something. We want to know something so we look everything up on Google. That is not the word of wisdom. This is not an acquired knowledge... ...like something that you would read in a book... ...or something that you would hear in a message. This manifestation of the Spirit, the word of wisdom... ...is given directly and it's acquired... ...directly by the Holy Spirit. It's a special wisdom that God gives... A wisdom that's always confirmed in scripture, not contrary to the word of God, but it's unique to the situation that you're in. It's not a word that you can reuse. say, well, I got a word of wisdom three years ago and I just keep using it. No, it's specific for the situation at hand. You don't tuck it away and put it in your back pocket to use. God gives it to you right when you need it. The Word of Wisdom also is not a vast collection of wisdom that you can just draw upon any time that you want. For instance, those of you that have been around for a while, those of you that have gone through circumstances, those of you that know the Word, those of you that have read the Bible many, many different times and you've listened to this Bible teacher for 20 years and you love this commentator, that is not the Word of Wisdom, although it is wisdom from God. It is not the manifestation of the word of wisdom. Rather, the word of wisdom is an anointing of the Holy Spirit that comes upon you in a particular time of need and gives you the right words to say. The word of wisdom. It comes often, this word of wisdom, when critical issues and important decisions need to be made but nobody's quite sure what decision to make. Often God will show up with a word of wisdom and say, this is what you're to do. When tough times come. You can jot this down in Proverbs chapter 25, verse 11. It's a great description of what a word of wisdom can be. It says, Proverbs 25, 11, a word fitly spoken is like apples of gold in settings of silver. And a word fitly spoken by the Spirit is just so beautiful and so wonderful. A word of wisdom often shows up in the midst of heated debates and disputes. God sorts it out, takes care of it. Remember when those moms brought that baby to Solomon? God gave wisdom. And he was able to take care of it and sort it all out so quickly. How often are you in the midst of a heated dispute? You're that peacemaker that God wants you to be that peacemaker. So now, because you're a peacemaker, you're in the midst of things, but you're in the midst of it and you have no idea. No idea. And, and if you're like me, you're playing out all kinds of scenarios in here, like, a, like an old Rolodex. You guys remember what Rolodexes are? It's the typical iPhone in your head now. It's just the bunch of cards going through and you're just like, which one is it? Which one is it? Which one is it? That is not a word of wisdom. The word of wisdom is God moving that aside of all the things you're trying to think of and he gives you the answer right then and there. And it often comes up in the midst of heated debates, critical issues, heated disputes, serious arguments. The spirit will give forth a word of wisdom that immediately diffuses the situation and actually if there's the spirit of god moving in those two people and even if they're unbelievers often the word of wisdom will bring peace to both parties it'll just blow your mind what even blows your mind more is that you're the one that shared it and you're just like tripping out like what happened the holy spirit showed up with a word of wisdom it's wonderful because we see this often, how God will use people to resolve tough issues and deep-rooted problems with this word of wisdom. Our church, the pastoral staff, the lay leaders, and the church's board of elders, I have seen this happen multiple times. That we're in the midst of something difficult, especially with our board. We're in the midst of something difficult, and the Lord just, boom, shows up with the word of wisdom, and it's done. You're like, Wow. That's just amazing. The difficulty, of course, is that the word of wisdom doesn't come on our timing. Because which one of us really wants to be in the midst of a conflict, uh, wants to try to break somebody up or break a fight up, that's often, though, when it comes. The word of wisdom doesn't come often before, but in the midst of. Why? So God will get all the glory. If it came beforehand, which it can, it's not exclusively in, but if it came beforehand all the time, then you know what would happen? You would would tend to take the credit. I mean, you, you and I would probably tend to take the credit anyway. But in the midst of it, where you're in the middle of it, and we're just like, I don't know what to do, I don't know what to do, the Holy Spirit goes, that's exactly what I've been waiting for. Let me tell you what to do. And a word of wisdom pops up that often is very surprising to the person exercising. The word of wisdom is special wisdom from God. To help us answer the questions. Lord, what do you you want me to do? What am I supposed to do? God will often use you to speak into a person's life. To speak the word. God, uh, another way that is really, really cool. We didn't have this growing up, but we do now. And that's text messaging. It's just incredible. It's such a, I mean, can you imagine being in high school, guys? Those of you that didn't have text messaging, didn't have cell phones in high school. Can you imagine how cool that would have been? To have a a cell phone in class and texting your buddy the answers you probably didn't do that but you you, you're like man And, and now you can just send the Lord can just impress upon you some verse and you can send it off to someone in seconds and the word of wisdom can be crossed now and use technology that in seconds just like here it is or this thought pops up and it's just weird it doesn't make sense. You don't understand because you don't know what's going on in the other end. But along with that, pop, that thought is the, pop, hey, s- send this to that brother. Send it to him. And often with the word of wisdom, there's a little battle. Because you're afraid of what you might look like. You're afraid of what they might think. You're afraid that it's your mind and not the Holy Spirit. And it'll all just blow up. But you've you got to trust the Lord that he gave it to you. you just got to trust him. This just came from him. And as you send it out, you don't know. You don't even hear anything back for days. And then a couple weeks later, you get that call from the sister and say, you know what? That text you sent me two weeks ago, it really spoke to what I was going through. I was just about to do da-da-da-da-da. And then my phone beeped and it stopped me because through that verse, God spoke to me. And it was just a word of wisdom. You don't even see what the end result's going to be. You're just impressed. A person's impressed upon you. A word. You, you could, it doesn't even have to be a scripture. It could just be, don't do that. And of course, before you send the note out or before you leave the voicemail, don't do that. You want to know what they don't want it They're not supposed to do. <laughs> like, what do you mean, Lord? What do you mean? Just just tell them not to do it. Okay. A word of wisdom. Preventing someone from doing something really horrible. Oftentimes when the word of wisdom is exercised, at the end of it, when the word has been given and the Lord has used it, you'll ask in your mind, where did that come from? I was thinking about the Broncos two seconds ago and God inspired this thought the very next moment and he could take my mind from thinking of football thinking spiritually in one in a millisecond and you just step back you go that is so awesome that God would use me to speak into someone's life so where do we see this gift operating what does it look like turn over to Luke's gospel now chapter 20 let me show you a few biblical examples of what the gift looks like Luke chapter 20. Jesus is again confronted by religious rulers as they try to trick him and catch him in some kind of verbal mistake. Their goal was clear. They wanted to kill Jesus. And great crowds were following him. And the religious leaders in three times in this chapter we see a word of wisdom exercised. Luke chapter 20. Pick up in verse 1. Let me give you a few examples. Because remember, Jesus is walking the earth 100% man. And so in his humanity, there is the work of the Holy Spirit in his life. It's amazing to think of the incarnation of Jesus, 100% man and 100% God. And in his humanity, he's moving. You see the giftings of God. You see the giftings of the Spirit moving in the God-man, Jesus. So notice this, verse 1 of chapter 20. Now, it happened on one of those days as he taught the people in the temple and preached the gospel, that the chief priests and the scribes together with the elders confronted him and spoke to him saying, tell us by what authority you are doing these things or who is he who gave you this authority? Now, put yourself in Jesus' shoes just for a moment. You're at work. Somebody comes up with the craziest question. You get just, just way out there. And let's just say it's this question. Hey, tell us, by what authority? It's sort of a confronted. I don't know about you, but I know in the early days, and probably still sometimes now, my immediate response is to answer the question. I want to answer it. You ask me a question, I want to answer it. If we're too quick to answer, we're not going to be open to the work of the Spirit. Because listen to his answer. It is a word of wisdom. His answer is, I'm going to ask you a thing and answer me. The baptism of John, was it from heaven or from men? That, my friend, is a word of wisdom in the life of Jesus. He knows they're trying to trap him. He turns it all around on them. He doesn't just jump in and answer the question and try to satisfy them. He turns it around. He asks them, what authority did John come in and stop them? It's, it's over. It ends. They reason among themselves and they're, they're done. Finished. It ended it. Now, jump to verse 20. So they watched him. They sent spies who pretended to be righteous, that they might seize on his words in order to deliver him to the power and the authority of the governor. And they asked him, saying, Teacher, we know that you say and teach rightly, and you do not show personal favoritism, but teach the way of God truly. Is it lawful for us to pay taxes to Caesar or not? And he perceived their craftiness and said to them why do you test me show me a denarius whose image and inscription does it have and they answered and said caesar's and he said to them render therefore to caesar the things that are caesar's and to god the things that are god's and they couldn't catch him in his words in the presence of the people and they marveled at his answer and kept silent he doesn't even deal with what they're trying to trap him in instead this word of wisdom comes as give me one of your coins The question had nothing to do with the coins. He said, give me one of your coins. And he uses that coin in the wisdom that's given to him and turns it all around. And the end was they kept silent. Let me show you another one. Chapter 20, verse 27. Then some of the Sadducees who deny that there's a resurrection came to him and asked him, Teacher, Moses wrote to us that if a man's brother dies having a wife, he dies without children. His brother should take his wife and raise up offspring for his brother. Now, there were seven brothers, and the first took a wife and died without children. And the second took her as a wife, and he died childless. Then the third took her, and you're wondering, why did four, five, six, and seven follow? But they did. And so they all went through, and they'd make up this weird, silly example, because they don't believe in the resurrection. All they want to do is trap Jesus. And they make up a silly, unbelievable situation that hasn't happened And they all die, and the question is, last of all, the the woman died also, verse 32. Therefore, in the resurrection, whose wife does she become? For all seven had her as his wife. And then there's that wisdom that's given from verses 34 through the end there as he answers. And he says, hey, I'm not going to get into all that, what you guys described. I'm going to teach you about, I'm going to teach you about eternity, and he had a word of wisdom, so much so that in verse 40, notice after that they dared not question him anymore. He just put it into it as the wisdom fell upon him. In John chapter 8, you can jot it down. It's another manifestation of wisdom, a word of wisdom in Jesus' life. That woman, remember, is caught in adultery. She's brought in the caught in the very act and then brought in the midst of her sinful act, right to the very begin, right to the presence of Jesus. Not the man, but just her. And instead of speaking a word of wisdom, you got to love Jesus. He doesn't speak a word of wisdom. You know, you remember what he does. He starts to write a word of wisdom. We don't know what he wrote. Whatever he wrote cut to the heart. And ended everything there. They all went away. Turn over to Acts chapter 4. Let me show you another one. In the early church. Peter we've seen this as we study through the book of Acts Peter is before the authorities under great pressure not to preach the gospel anymore you can't do it and the spirit gives him a powerful word of wisdom Notice in verse 17, But so that it spreads no further among the people, let us severely threaten them that from now on they speak to no man in this name. And they called them and commanded them not to speak at all nor teach in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John answered and said to them, and this is the word of wisdom, this was their answer, whether it's right in the sight of God to listen to you more than to God, you judge For we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. And then they threaten them some more and then let them go. Because the people were glorifying God. They couldn't find a way to punish them. It diffuses the whole situation. It was a a little threatening, but then they're let go. Turn over to chapter six of Acts. All by way of review. The early church has taken off, it's growing. They are at the point of growing into the thousands already. And in the rapid growth of the early church, there is a problem with the widows. And as the problem comes to the leadership of the church, the 12, it says in verse 2, summon the multitude and said, it is not desirable. This is a word of wisdom. It's not desirable that we should leave the word of God and serve tables. That, that almost sounds like, no, wait a minute. You guys are the leaders. You got to take care of this. Like, What do you mean you're not going to help us? We need help. Look at the widows. Look at the the, the murmuring and the gossip. We need your help. And it was a word of wisdom. It's not desirable. It's not a good thing for us to leave what God's called us to do. And then notice it's further. Therefore, brethren, you guys seek out from among you. This had never been done before. That's what's so powerful about the word of wisdom. This solution to find these seven men, of which Stephen, you know, is a part of, and Philip. You, You find these guys... As they seek out these men from among them, this has never been done. This is a brand new, fresh work of the Spirit. And as they seek them around, then they appointed them, they prayed over them, and they took care of the needs of the widows, while the apostles were able to take care of the needs of the study of the Word of God in prayer. And together, the, by the Holy Spirit, was working in the church body so that everyone was working together. And the situation diffused. Taken care of. One more. Let me show you another one in Acts 15. Big problems have now come into the church by the time we get to Acts 15. And now there's a huge battle. It's no longer just murmuring and complaining. The huge battle when we come to Acts 15 is the battle between those that adhered to grace and those that adhered to works. Those that were holding on to the rites and the rituals of Judaism and those that were saying, hey, look, God is doing something awesome here, saving the Gentiles. It was so big that they brought the the concerns to the council here in Acts 15. And in Acts 15, verse 18, notice, after everyone had their say, it says, known to God from eternity are all his works. Therefore, I judge that we should not trouble those from among the Gentiles who are turning to God. That was a word of wisdom. It would have been very easy to be pressured by all of the people that were there. I don't know if you've ever been under intense pressure to make a decision, but it can really cause you to make the wrong decision because you feel pressure. You, you feel, you know, that, that's why high pressure sales tactics, they, they, they put the pressure on to get a decision, you get a decision. And there was pressure in the early church. If this decision would have went the other way, It would have been really bad. It would have put the church back a little bit. The Holy Spirit came upon James as they come together. And this word of wisdom diffuses the whole situation. And this word of wisdom, the manifestation of the Spirit, is still happening today. You can look at your primary gifting and you can see how God will give you a specific word of wisdom. How you can serve better with your gifting. You know, maybe you have the gift of administration and you're wrestling with a problem. You you can't find out. The numbers aren't seeming to match. And the Lord gives you a word of wisdom. Check the invoices over here in this folder somewhere. You're like, why would I? You know, you're battling with the Lord. The Lord just told you. He just hooked you up with the answer. You've been struggling all day. And, And go up back into the storage and find box number 10 over on the 16th row. And the answer's in there. You know, no, no, I'm not going to go check the box. I'm going to figure it out. And then you try it another day, and the Lord just gives it. Give, here's the answer. Go check the box. And as you check the box, it saves you. You know, everything's fit. And then you got like, oh, man, I spent two days trying to figure this out when the Lord gave me a word of wisdom. When you are teaching the Word of God, you're gifting with the, gifted of te- with the gifting of teaching, and you're teaching the Word of God, oftentimes a word of wisdom will be spoken. It's like, like for instance, for me, there is, there is my notes here. i got things that i prepared, but there are a lot of things that I've said tonight that have nowhere in my notes, and some of you are going to walk away just like, man, the Lord really spoke to me. Why? Because the Lord is operating in the gift of the Word of wisdom even right now, just flowing through. And, and the examples that I come up with, you're like, that is so bizarre. And sometimes they are. He's like, yeah, and you're making it up, and it ain't making any sense. But perhaps to someone on the radio in the middle of a farm in Texas, that's exactly what God had for him. And it doesn't apply to any of us right now. But there's this guy on the other end of the country that picked up a CD that you sent. You know, you sent the CD to your mom, but it got delivered to the guy on the other side of the block. And they're like, well, when am I listening to this? And he puts it in. His, and that word, just that little word of wisdom spoke to him because the Lord had it all planned out from the pulpit, from the ministry. You parents, you often operate in a word of wisdom with your kids. You got two kids, you know, siblings fighting and throwing things at each other, and it's always the other one's fault. But the Lord hooks you up, and it's Him. And then you go, It's you. Oh, I knew. How did you know? But this is the word of wisdom. I like to tell the kids if you don't tell me, the Lord's going to tell me. Because He will.
0: Well, we've seen a good number of examples of this word of wisdom today on abounding grace. And maybe you can think of an example in your own life. We'd love to hear about that. So please shoot us an email through our website at calvaryco.church. And remember, all of Pastor Ed Taylor's messages can be accessed there as well. Or you can listen through our app, too. Search for Calvary Aurora in the App Store or Google Play. If you take a brief moment to write or call, that would make our day. Let us know the station you're listening to and if today's study was a blessing to your life. We'd also love to pray for you. You can email us through the website at calvaryco.church. Abounding Grace is made possible through the support of our listeners. And when you give a donation of $25 or more to Abounding Grace, you're invited to request a copy of Christopher Yuan's book, Holy Sexuality and the Gospel. This book will help you better understand sexuality in light of God's grand story and come to realize that holy sexuality is actually good news for all. Your generosity helps us provide the teaching of God's Word on stations all across the nation. We're constantly hearing from listeners that have been helped and are growing by God's abounding grace. Thank you for standing with us. Call 877-30-GRACE or visit calvaryco.church. Then be sure to join Pastor Ed Taylor next time for more teaching from 1 Corinthians. That's right here on Abounding Grace. This is amazing grace.